Welcome to Garage Conversations with Char, or GCC for short. My name is Charlene Brisbane, and this podcast is literally recorded in the garage of my home, located in the suburbs of Philadelphia. The intent of the discussions you will hear are to inform, engage, and inspire. You might even laugh a little too. Coming along for the ride will be my producer, editor, sort of co-host, and favorite daughter. Well, she's actually my only daughter, Shelby Brisbane. So I urge you to grab your beverage of choice and snack if you desire. Sit back and enjoy. You can start whenever you're ready, Mom. It's recording now. Yes. Okay, well, today, welcome to Garage Conversation with Shara, my personal trainer, trainer, uh, Julianne Barada. And before we do this, I want to make it clear, audience, I am not a rich person. <laughs> <laughs> I have been training with Jules for over four years. Very long time. Yes, about every other week, only once a week, and I put it in my budget to, to do this. And um, so it's really great to have her on, the, on, on one of my podcasts. And um, the thing I appreciate about Jules is that she really encourages you with positivity. She's not like a drill sergeant. Um, she has very helpful tips on maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And she reminds you that little changes can have a big impact. So in this segment, I just want to, you know, let the audience hear from Jules and she can probably share some things that she shared with me or maybe some new things that are easily, that can easily be incorporated in everyday life. And um, since I always forget, Shelby, what are you drinking today? I'm just drinking water today. I do have a hard cider in the fridge, but I have not eaten as of right now. So that probably would not be wise. Um, also, what, why do you want to bring Jules on today just for, for exercise tips or... No, she's more than exercise. Of course she is, but you need, of course she is, but I'm I'm trying to get you to explain, you know, your thought process here. Because I think it is more than exercise, right? It's a lifestyle and and, and everyone can do little things that can make a difference. I mean, I, sometimes I think being healthy gets to be overwhelming and then people don't do anything. So I guess at this point, um, we can introduce Jules. Thank you for coming to our garage. Thanks for having me in the garage. I've never, I don't think I've ever been in your garage before, Charlene. That's so weird because you've been over many times to do training. (laughs) Okay, so now you get to see the garage, see the garage. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's anything to like write home about, but average garage <laughs> oh yeah yeah mine's got a dirt floor so it's better than that okay well that that is good I, I i do have a little picture on my uh the website so people can sort of see what it looks like and and you have to appreciate the purple accents people will learn that purple is my favorite country color i think in time um so jules maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background in health and wellness Just, yeah sure um so Growing up, I was in the dance world. I danced all throughout my childhood. Oh, that's right. She really incorporates that in training. (laughs) I I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, I danced. um, I was a double major in college. I I did exercise science and dance. 
ended up just minoring in dance. Um, and then I, for the last few years in college, I was in a little company based out of the Philadelphia area. Um, so dance really propelled me into, I guess, movement and mm. falling in love with movement and the human body. Um, in high school, I really fell in love with nutrition. All my friends thought I was so weird that I didn't drink soda. They <laughs> 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 made fun of so hardcore for like eating organic food, but I just I felt better. Um, and then in college, I I majored in exercise science again, just kind of nerding it up. I mm. I was. Uh, I was in that nerdy group of people who just absolutely loves school. <laughs> um, when I graduated, <laughs> she'll be shaking her head. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah I was. I uh, was not a, a school stan, I as it were. Completely but, uh, understand that. <laughs> that's not just everyone a, is of the same breed. That's just. I, I I don't understand Shelby. She's really a good student, believe me. But she hates school. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. And uh, that's again. We were talking uh, last po- podcast episode about how, you know, because my mother has decided that, you know, this podcast is going to be, you know, I, I when I people ask about this, I say, yeah, this podcast is about whatever my mom wants because it's her podcast and she is. can, you know, do whatever <laughs> she wants. So that means there's like so many, you know different places that this can go and um yeah there could be a whole episode on you know our the education system in this I country think that'd be a great um, episode to do in fact and ac- actually in college i um dabbled in in education oh, yeah. um, a little bit so that's something that i feel pretty passionate about anyway that's not what we're here to talk about today we might go on a lot of tangents <laughs> yeah yeah but that is a good idea I think we could do something I, I would find education a really interesting topic and have a couple of different perspectives Agreed. yeah um so after school I, I got into the personal training world I moved right away to Austin Texas all by my onesie and uh just kind of did the freelance personal training thing started teaching group exercise classes and just absolutely fell in love with it I loved um, just helping people in a very practical, tangible way. Um, and I just, I, I moved back here because I missed my family. Mm-hmm. And I got into corporate fitness. Okay. Which is really my niche. I love corporate fitness. For those of you who have no idea what corporate fitness <laughs> is. Um, that's how I met Jules. Yes, that's how we met. Um, corporate fitness is when a, well, I, I would say a big corporation, but it could be a medium or small corporation as well. Um, They provide fitness services for their employees. So I work uh, outside of Philadelphia right now in a building of about 1,000 people. And they have their own fitness center that the employees can use before work, after work, during the day, during breaks. And we provide everything from, you know, a full full service gym. We have cardio machines, weights and everything. Uh, But we also offer personal training, group exercise classes. We have a nutritionist who comes in and works with people. So... Uh, I, I really love the corporate fitness thing. That's where I'm at right now. And I am preparing, hopefully, fingers crossed, next year to start physical therapy school. So. And she has to go to school in PA so she can keep training with I me. Charlene will not let me leave the state. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's very important. So, yeah, I met Jules via corporate uh, fitness kind of situation at my previous company, which was really cool. And when I decided to leave there for another position, I decided to take Jules with me, yep. so she now well, comes. We, we discovered that we live very close. Well, to right, <laughs> right, right, right. So, 
and that works like I said that works for well for me and it also keeps me keeps me doing some different things so I think you know we started out talking about you know um, you know little things you can do but I was just wondering like in general why is it important for people to exercise and eat healthy I mean it seems like a very you know, straightforward question. It would be simple. Right. 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 (laughs) Um, But we find more and more that it's, it's not. Right. As technology keeps progressing, it's harder and harder to live how our bodies were meant to live. Right. Um, But I think, you know, you you only get one life. You only get one Wednesday, August 26th at 7.57. You don't get that back. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you don't feel good, if Mm -hmm. your joints hurt, if you're carrying extra weight that that hurts your your joints and promotes disease, mm-hmm. um, you know there's there's a lot of choices that we made to get to that point, but there's also a lot of choices that we can make to get to a point where you're feeling good, you're you don't have chronic disease and disability, um, and that's going to help you do what your purpose is. So mm-hmm. my purpose mm-hmm. in life is to help people live a thriving and healthy life. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Char- Charlene's purpose in life <laughs> is probably different than that, right? What right. if we had a, an entire globe of people who were personal trainers? That wouldn't really work, right? Right, right. Um, but living a thriving and healthy life is going to help you succeed in what your purpose is. Yeah. And we can't do that if we're unwell. I always say to people, and I don't even remember where I heard this, so I don't claim this as my own, mm-hmm. uh, but you're either going to pay now or you're going to pay later. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. You're either going to pay now like for a gym membership, for those running sneakers, for a personal trainer, mm-hmm. for the organic food, or 30, 40 years from now, you're going to pay for your medical bills. You're mm-hmm. going to pay for surgery. You're going to pay for um, a cane. You're going to pay for... Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of, you know, I guess arthritis medication, or mm-hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you, you have to invest in what is important to you. Mm-hmm. And our society right now is not very future thinking. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of instant gratification, right? Um, but you only get one body, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of that's kind of my take on things, mm-hmm. and I think everybody deserves to live a healthy and thriving life. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where I'm coming from. I think that everybody can take steps to feel at least a little bit better. Yeah, I think that's that's really true because I know when I work out, I do feel better. And I take, um, when I eat eat well, I feel better. But I I think no one would really argue with you that it's a good idea and it makes us feel feel better. But it can be difficult to manage, right? With busy schedules, um, you know, um, you know, you, you have stress at work, you're, you know, I know for a stint a while when I started my new job, I was traveling a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. And, you know, yes. I would say, what do we, what do I do? You know? So I was wondering, like, do you have any suggestions like for, for those kind of things where we're busy, we're, you know, we're traveling or we just can't, we just are trying hard to get get, a, get motivated to even start. It seems overwhelming. It is sometimes overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, the habits that we get ourselves into. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of 
just the busyness of our lives. Everybody's busy, right? I don't, I don't think I talk to a lot of people who say, oh, I got an extra 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. You know, like not, not a lot of people do that. Right, right, <laughs> so We right. have to work. We have to pay bills. We have to eat. Um, so most, most people are busy people. Mm-hmm. I'm busy. I'm always busy. Mm-hmm. I make sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but one very practical, tangible tip that helped me a few years ago because I felt I was at a point where, you know, I was doing classes on the side. I was working full time. I was picking up part time hours just to pay the bills. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, when am I going to get my own workout in? Mm -hmm. When am I going to meal prep? When am I going to do my laundry? Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's called a time audit. I don't know if you've ever heard of a time audit, but you know what an audit is. Right, 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 right. Where we just like assess, check things out, make sure everything's Mm -hmm. uh, copacetic. Um, but a time audit is when you go through your schedule and see where you're devoting the most time. Mm. So for me, it was, all right, you divide, I don't remember how many hours are in a week, but use your multiplication skills, whip out that iPhone calculator. (laughs) 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 Well, uh, Mm. Shelby, help me out. Shelby, Uh, yeah, I'm on it. Producer has to be good for something. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, 168 hours in a week. So we have 168 hours in a week. Mm-hmm. And then we we should, right, should in quotes, spend a third of our lives asleep. So Shelby, can you figure out what's a third of 168? Uh, multiply by 0.33. That'll be close enough. 55, 55. hours, okay. rounding down. Okay, so we're going to assume that everyone's sleeping eight hours a night. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Shelby sleeps eight hours a night. All right, so Shelby, what's 168 minus 55? <laughs> she did give me that. Uh, evil eye. She the eyes. <laughs> well, I, I was just going to say that that's 113. I, I'm a person who, like, I'm kind of a, a, a grandma in a, a 23-year-old's body. I like to be in bed by around 9. Same girl. <laughs> um, I'm glad we started this podcast at 7. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, gener- I generally, like, I, I wake up and my just naturally at like five or six when like when everything's yeah, in order and that's where I feel good so but I, I I know that most people my age definitely not are you know don't don't do that especially not when you're in in school oh um, no. no 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 never so um all right so we have 113 hours that we're going to work with throughout our week what's mm-hmm. that minus 40 because I'm just going to assume that most of us work about 40 hours a week give or take 73. 73. So we have 73 hours outside of sleeping and outside of working Mm -hmm. with which to prioritize our time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us have families. uh, We have kids. We have pets that we need to take care of. So what you're going to do with the last, what was it? 73. 73 hours is go through your day and just just take a random Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. And... Okay, I get up at six o'clock. What do I do between the time I get up at six and the time I have to be at my desk at work at nine o'clock? Mm-hmm. Right, and I can guarantee you, <laughs> I can guarantee you, because I have yet to meet a person who, in the span of doing that time audit every single day, seven days a week, who can't eke out thirty minutes to prioritize toward either exercise, mindfulness meal prep mm-hmm. because you know you let the netflix go on to the next 
episode. Right. <laughs> right. So, but what would happen if we pressed pause on that second episode on Netflix and instead of sitting sedentary for an extra two hours after we were sedentary at work mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to get up and go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe. And maybe we listen to a podcast while we go for our yeah, walk. Maybe we listen right. to Garage Conversations with Char. Exactly. <laughs> shameless, shameless plug, plug there. Plug our own podcast <laughs> in our podcast. <laughs> so that's just one tangible, practical tool that I like to use with my clients is that time audit to see where, where am I prioritizing my health? Because mm-hmm. if you don't have your health, what do you have? True, true. Right. Can you talk a little bit about, though, because I think everyone's clear on exercise, um, but on the meal prep thing and also the mindfulness. I, I think there's several apps you can get and things like that, but just, just about those two, two topics a little bit. I definitely enjoy some, well, meditation apps. Yeah. Um, they make things accessible. And, I mean, I've been, meditation has been a part of my mm-hmm. practice for years now. Um, so sometimes I don't even need to use an app, mm-hmm. but there are so many that there are a lot of apps and I do have a couple clients who use, um, calm is, is mm-hmm. one of the apps and headspace, I think is calm headspace, really um, insight timer, timer, what was that last one? insight timer is another timer one. one. Um, but yeah, so I guess along the turn along the lines of mindfulness, mm-hmm. um, mindfulness is being present, right? Mm-hmm. And I think our busy schedules, get in the way of that a lot it's when you're doing doing something like okay we're we're recording a podcast right now Mm -hmm. we should be in the present moment recording this podcast in this conversation right but if I'm not mindful I'm worrying about oh my gosh am I gonna get to bed at 10 o'clock tonight and have eight hours of sleep and oh crud I forgot to do this one thing for work today and I'm going to worry about that a little bit um, in the back of my mind and so I'm not actually present in the moment Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it takes practice Mm. it does and you know we're I'm I'm alone a lot of the day and so I'm always in my head I'm always thinking about one thing or the other Mm -hmm. oh I forgot to do this I forgot to do that if I don't write it down it's forgotten right right right. mindfulness is one of those things that we have to practice we have to step back and see, okay, what are our surroundings? Because when we're not mindful, that's when we get into bad habits like, oh, I completely ran out of time. Um, I don't have any food in the house. Mm. I'm going to run to grab some McDonald's and scarf down three cheeseburgers. Mm. And when was the last time you chewed your food 20 times? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever done that, but... <laughs> <laughs> But, like, when was the last time you stopped to savor your food? Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, so, and this this kind of ties into the nutrition part of it, is we're not mindful when we eat. Mm. It's not just what we're eating, it's how we're eating. Mm-hmm. Right? We're rushing all the time. Right. And I'm, I'm in favor of, like, adopting the siesta, like, the two-hour lunch break, go take a nap thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Um. Yeah, yeah, they do that and still do that in some European countries, yeah, I think. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's like a it's a, it's thing. a thing. It's not it exists. It's abnormal. Um, I was in Spain and I tried to get a pizza and they were like, "Sorry, 
we're closed at two o'clock. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to go take a nap. I was like, that sounds dope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to go take a nap. But right. anyway, so like, it's not even just that we're eating unhealthy food. It's that we're not mindful about the food that we're eating. We're not chewing. We're not allowing our biology mm-hmm. to break down the food in our mouth before it hits our stomach. So we have mm. all this like undigested food in our stomach that's like passing through our system, just le- leading to even more disease and un- unwellness, if that's mm. a word. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we don't enjoy it. We don't savor life anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that to me, that's mindfulness. Right, right, right. Um, you know, I'm, I don't know where our audience members stand on like faith or whatnot, but I believe that, um, you know, we were put on this earth to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right. And what, if we're not mindful of the things around us, Mm-hmm. If we're not mindful of the beautiful crickets and cicadas in the background mm-hmm. or or the beautiful stars in the sky, it's like we're, we're almost wasting it. Yeah. So um, in terms of how to become more mindful, it's not just like, okay, I'm going to blink my eyes, turn around three times, and boom, I'm going to be <laughs> mindful tomorrow. Right. <laughs> it's a practice thing, mm-hmm. as with anything, mm-hmm. as with exercise, as with learning the piano, it's a, it's a practice thing. And right. so Shelby mentioned those couple apps. Calm. What was the last one you said again? Uh, Insight Timer. Insight Timer. Um, Headspace. So I I love the YouTubes. Um, <laughs> I go to the YouTubes for mm-hmm. everything. The Honest Guys are where it's at. I feel like I've heard of them. There's so much on YouTube. Like oh, yeah. it, it's like a kind of you calm, get sucked like, in. Fatherly British accent guys are just like find a comfortable place and it's just, <laughs> it's just lovely and you know i'm out like a light in about two minutes but you know, yeah. it, it calms you down for sure right 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 um so it is it is a practice thing mm-hmm. um in terms of the meal prep thing a mm-hmm. hundred years ago nobody had to meal prep right right because that it didn't exist because we, we weren't as busy i'm gonna say mm-hmm. i'm just throwing it out there but for me that's something that sets me up for success mm-hmm. and for my clients I've seen tons of success when they take an hour on a Sunday to prep lean proteins and their vegetables for the week mm-hmm. and divvy it up into some containers and in the fridge and so when your meeting runs over at work or mm-hmm. oh I, I have to run out real quick to get something at the store that I forgot or you know life doesn't always go according to plan Mm-hmm. And we don't have a lot of free time anymore. Right. So right. having having healthy meals prepped in your fridge is like one of the surefire ways to successfully eat a healthy diet. Yep. Like if it's there, if it's ready for you, that's why that's what fast food is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's there and it's ready for you to pick up in mm-hmm. a minute. So it's just as easy to go to your your fridge and grab the chicken breast and green beans and pop it in the microwave. So yeah, yeah, I, I definitely can can attest that it does work. I did I when I do it, I don't <laughs> always do it um, because I tend to take my lunch for work and just prepping on Sunday, having everything ready. It makes it easy. Like when you wake up in the morning, just put it in your lunch bag and go. So I I can attest that that's that's a really good thing. And again, it's a practice thing. Right, I've right. Had, oh man, I have had so many kitchen disasters with <laughs> my meal prep. <laughs> right, and it does keep you from just grabbing anything. So, right, and it mixes it up for you too. Um, but I, I thought, you know, one these are all great, but I think that this COVID nineteen thing. I was going to bring up COVID. Yeah, has really impacted. 
people and being trying to be physically fit. And a lot of people who weren't before working remotely and the gyms are closed, although now I think some are outside. And I guess depending what state you are, there may be some classes outside. And I know for a while, um, even you and I did more like on our um, FaceTime and yep, things like yep. that. But I was just wondering what, what we could do. And I, even I had a recent doctor appointment. And I was I was like she was going to get on my case about my weight. But <laughs> she was actually happy because I was in, in at the urgent care earlier for Achilles injury that I'm still dealing with. And she was, like, happy that I had maintained my weight. So. Yes. So, anyway, I forget what they're saying, like, the COVID-15 or something. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's more than that now. <laughs> like, I'm going to strike out. It's going to be 20, 25. <laughs> right, right. So what can people, like, do who are used to, like, leaving the house and now they're stuck at home? Yeah. You know? uh, first of all, I'm just going to interject here. Stay at home. <laughs> like... That, that is one thing, like, I'm sure Jules will go on and, like, talk about this, but I, I'm actually in, you know, a Discord group of some friends, and they'll talk about missing the gym and everything yeah. like that, and also, like, there's there's certain things to consider, like, when you're a woman, for example, or if you're a trans person, for example, or people who are at higher risk, like, you, I'm, I, when I lived in, in, like, the Philadelphia, like, in philly like the city i wasn't gonna go running at night i'm right. I, you know you have to be smart you have to be safe um In so every sense of the word. <laughs> that is something that like I, i'm yeah, sure yeah and also probably we use as an excuse sometimes as well oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh. um so i think with this whole covid19 thing we were all just thrown out of our routines you know people who get up at five and go to the gym and work out before work it's like okay well now you can't go to the gym you don't have the equipment that you're used to using you don't have your your fellow gym members to talk to in the morning it's completely out out of your norm Mm -hmm. and I think we're all we're all in that same boat Mm -hmm. um but I think with that you know I think a lot of us are going to continue to work remotely Mm, I I think a lot of businesses are saying like, oh, hey, this remote thing works. Let's yep. save some money and, and keep us working online. Um, we're going to have to be intentional about it, mm. at least at first. Right. And that's with, and I keep going back to habits, but that's with any any new habit that mm. we want to form, right? Whether that's practicing the piano, right? If, you, if you're going to get good at the piano, you have to intentionally Mm-hmm. Set aside time to practice it, right? You hear that, Shelby? Shelby <laughs> <laughs> learning piano. <laughs> I'm not learning piano. <laughs> I'm just being, <laughs> I'm just teasing her at one point. At one point, I was made to learn piano. <laughs> when she yeah. was five, she started playing the piano, oh. and then she just dropped it. Uh, no, I was so like, I'm good. <laughs> Wipe my hands clean yeah, of this. And, I mean, like, this is, and I think this is, my, this might just be a me thing. I need to come to things myself. So like mm-hmm. as far as instruments go, um, like I I like pretend I know how to play bass. I know how to play a little bit of bass, and that's something I do enjoy. But I also like my nails, so you know. I, I but that is something. And she's got really cool. What color is that black? Or yeah, gray? they're black. I mean, some of them are broken because I'm like I'm they're a very like a pointy kind. Yes, but they're not like extremely long, so I like that. Yeah, I I mean I still need to be able to do things. And I like my, I my mom calls them scary talon nails, but, um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I, like I think Shelby 
pulls that off. Okay, yeah. Like really hip, so. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. But it's a skill. It is. It it's is a skill something. And it needs. It needs practice. Yeah. First. And so for it to become a habit, we have to at least for the first couple of months be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. So use your tools that you have available. There's this awesome new thing called the internet. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about it, but it's really cool. You can look up, it's like this giant electronic encyclopedia and you mm-hmm. can look up almost anything on it. And so one of my favorite tools on this giant platform called the internet um, is called YouTube mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of videos mm-hmm. and in there's a search bar. So instead of flipping through a card catalog, you can type in on a keyboard that has letters with keys that you type. Um, now I'm being totally facetious. I know. <laughs> I was like, well, what if you have a phone? You may not have a keyboard. All right, all right. <laughs> um, but, like, if I'm stuck, and sometimes I get stuck for a workout. Sometimes I'm bored with my workouts. Or sometimes, you know, I'm I'm in the middle of a, a lifting sequence of eight weeks and, you know, COVID happens and I don't have a barbell to use anymore. So going to YouTube and just typing in uh, Zumba. You're going to get so many Zumba videos that come up. So you can mm-hmm. do Zumba in your living room, right? Mm-hmm. All you need is like a four by four space to do it. Right. Type in body weight resistance training. Mm-hmm. Type in cardio kickboxing, mm-hmm. right? YouTube has so many good fitness videos. Fitness Blender is another one. They have a lot of great videos. Um, yoga is awesome on YouTube. There's so many. I'm a big fan of Yoga with Adrian and Sean V. Um, both of them are my top two yoga peeps, so check them out on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have tools that we can use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Charlene, you use a coach. Yep. Right. You hired you hired a coach, right? <laughs> yes. So that's that's your accountability. Right. 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 Um, you know, I'm I'm sure other gyms are doing the same thing, or they're moving their personal training online. Yeah. Yeah. I know my my gym. At, uh, gym at work has a gotten a facebook page and i'm actually the the trainer at at my current job also jules and her in the same company so i think they do a combination But also, I was wondering too. I know, of course, we can still go to the parks, and we can yeah. we can walk, and we can walk in our development and things like that. But what about just like you're sitting at your home office now? Is there things you can do, like when you get a break or? Oh, absolutely. So my favorite, and this is going to sound so boring, and I apologize, is just <laughs> walking. <laughs> I think I know every street in my town now because I I mm-hmm. walk on my breaks. But people underestimate walking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Hundreds of years ago, we walked everywhere. We walked right. to get water. We walked to pick berries. We walked to the mailbox, and we walked to the drugstore, and we walked to yada, 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 fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Right? I know people who drive 600 yards <laughs> to their job. Wow. <laughs> like, you live around, and it, it, it happens all the time. And, you know, looking back on my childhood, I was not the most fit person in the world. I definitely ate, you know, a diet of tasty cakes. And uh, mm. I drove, well, I didn't drive, but my family and I drove to my grandmother's house. Guess how far she lived from us? Mm. Quarter mile. Mm. Okay. <laughs> we drove there. Right? Okay. That would take 
like four minutes to walk, five minutes max. Right, right, right. You know, just, I know a lot of people who love Fitbits or the Apple Watch that track their steps, and those things are super motivating. That's another Mm. tool that we can use, a very tangible tool, Mm -hmm, just mm. a step counter. Mm. The human body was made to walk Mm -hmm. thousands of steps a day. Yeah. And we need to break up our sedentary time. We do. Mm -hmm. So if you have a five-minute break, even just doing flights of stairs in your house, if it's raining out, yep. or if you don't feel safe, if it's if it's dark out, or you're not in the greatest neighborhood, walk a flight of stairs. I will listen if it's raining out. I'll put I'll put my headphones on and walk around my 400 square foot studio apartment, <laughs> listening to like a podcast or some good music, just mm. just to get steps in because your body was made to do that. Right, right. Um, desk stretches are also great. Stretching is one of the best things that you can do for your body. Mm-hmm. Very underestimated. Um, there's a lot of desk stretches that you can do utilizing your desk and your chair and just doing seated, mm-hmm. um, but just breaking up your sitting time. Yeah, you can bring, I have weights up in my room, but didn't you tell me about, you can also use cans of soup or something. Let's say you don't have weights. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> first time in history, guys, there's a dumbbell shortage. Right. <laughs> it's like a six month wait time on Amazon or something. Really? Well, I'm <laughs> glad I brought mine. It's ahead of COVID. Yeah, it's crazy. Like all these companies are just like rushing the dumbbell orders. Um, but I love to use just things around the house for external resistance. Mm-hmm. I mean, body weight exercise, don't get me wrong. Body weight is great to use mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes you know it's hard to do back exercises without some external resistance so I like to use a gallon jug of water mm-hmm. I don't know what that large and in charge gallon jug of water is how many gallons is that uh I actually don't know it's more than it's it's quite a bit it's like one of those office ones where you flip yeah. upside down and right you, right right yeah. right um, that's probably about like 40 to 50 pounds like yeah that's, I think that's so. gonna be something that you could definitely yeah, use for, that's like, my job <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shelby's getting getting stronger. Yeah, um, but yeah, soup cans, fill up some water bottles. I I've been having a lot of success with uh, the gallon jug of water. Yeah, um, or a lot of people have backpacks at home, <laughs> filling up a backpack with heavy books. I did at the start of our COVID pandemic. I did a, a full workout just utilizing a backpack full of books. Oh wow! And I could hardly walk the next day. My legs hurt. So <laughs> I was like, wow, this is. Very effective. Yeah, yeah. So, that's so be creative. I, I almost enjoy the creativity this is forcing us to have with well, our fitness. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 I'm, I'm still blowing my mind that like there's a shortage on dumbbells. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. There's a shortage on so many different things. Like, and I'm kicking myself because when I was in college and um, after I, I came back home, I was considering roller derby that's still something i'm very intrigued by and i like it a lot and so this is again years ago i was like i should get skates and you know really consider it and then i always would talk myself out of it and now everyone wants roller skates it's It's like yeah it's the thing and i can't get roller skates now because that's definitely something i saw some dude roller skating on the schuylkill trail this morning it was pretty cool and it's great it's like like 40 something just like chilling on this roller skate it's awesome and that's really old that's awesome. I didn't, <laughs> did I say old? Either? No, just tease it. I didn't think I said old. <laughs> old is in your mind. Right. 
So Shelby, tell Jules about this yellow bike over here in the corner of the garage. Oh yeah, we need to sell that. <laughs> See, I told or you. Or use it. What if you use it? I. This is the thing. Again, I much rather, like either walk. I can't get roller exactly. skates, so I can't can't do that. But um, yeah, I I got up th- thinking that I would you know use it a lot, and I just. I know I re- rode a bike as a kid. I think I was more of a scooter kid, honestly, uh, because I just, scooter? yeah, uh, hit my ankles quite a lot. Gosh, uh, yeah, the pain is unreal. Nineties <laughs> <laughs> kids will understand. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. I, I think the bike kind it's of intimidates bike. me. It is cute. It is a bit intimidating. Yeah. I have a road bike and I'm still intimidated by it ten years later. So especially sorry, because but... we're not in like a good. We're not one. Philadelphia isn't a is a isn't a great biking city no. in general. Well, if you go to the drive, though, admittedly, and and actually, when I walked in the park today, there were some kids on the mountain bikes in Valley Green. You have to have a mountain bike. Yeah, yeah, I got the rocks and stuff. For it, yeah. yeah, but anyway, bikes. I, to be very honest, bikes hurt my butt. I'm sorry, I have not found the right bike. Did that you get the shorts? Comfortable. You gotta get the shorts. I had a bike. Remember, I brought a bike in our old house, and I tried it. It was just like not, not comfortable. Really. I can't do it unless I'm wearing my bike shorts. <laughs> okay, I can't do it. Yeah, so not not comfortable. <laughs> so it depends on the shorts you're telling me. Okay, yeah. well I have to see that. But absolutely, <laughs> it's Christian and I will see bikers because Christian and I we do go walk in Valley Green um, sometimes once a week, maybe every other week. Um, and we like to go on like the long, you know, trails and like hiking and all that stuff. And we'll see the bikers, like the really intense bikers, though, that mm-hmm. have their whole get up and. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so intense. Yeah, they're yeah. very intense. And, and Christian said to me, he was like, oh, I, th- I think I want to do the biking thing. And I was like, I really don't think we have the constitution to be <laughs> <laughs> that intense bikers. But, you know, I, I'll support you if that is something that you, you would like to attempt. It's an intense sport. Yeah. My dad is, has been a cyclist his entire life. Oh, and, wow. You know, I can out burpee him. I can out bench press him. To this day, he kicks my butt on a bike. Yeah. But you know what was interesting? It was actually one of the, we have these lunch and learns, and I think it was your boss who did it. And it, it, it never dawned on me about ex, you need to mix up your exercisings because you work different parts of your body. So yeah. since your dad is a biker, he's working different parts of your body than you are. Absolutely. So that's why maybe he can always beat you on biking, but oh, in other yeah. things he can't. So that I thought that was interesting. That's why he was suggesting that, you know, you really should mix up your exercise. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good to mix it up. It's good for your joints yeah. to mix it up. You know, I always liken it to um, – rotating your tires on a car mm-hmm. why do we rotate our tires well because they're not always perfectly aligned right, right so we right. don't want them to wear out in one spot so we rotate them so that's kind of the same thing mixing up your activities like if especially with runners yeah because um you know runners who run on concrete mm-hmm. uh really pound their joints especially ankles and knees right so i love to tell runners to either strength train mm-hmm. i mean all runners should strength train just that's my thing but um or try trail running mm-hmm. one or two days a week to mix it up because mm-hmm. really it does just hitting your muscles at different angles and you're, you're taking shorter stride it's just gonna help your joints mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel better i promise <laughs> yeah yeah and i know even for me like i i think i messed up my achilles on this new elliptical mm-hmm. at my job and it was just like i was just really into it and i probably overdid it and i was sort of bummed out though because no. uh, 
orthopedic was like, you may not ever be able to do elliptical again. And I thought the elliptical was like the best thing for people with knee issues. But apparently it's not, actually you even have to be careful with that. So I guess you have to really be careful with whatever you do and yeah, and you know me, I'm big, I'm huge on alignment yeah. and form. So yeah. even with something like an elliptical that mm. kind of tells you what to do, yeah, you know, you gotta check in, make sure, make sure your alignment's good. And if you know, I no idea what that is <laughs> or, or what alignment is, uh-huh. um, ask a professional. You know, yeah. ask, ask your gym staff or mm. call me, shoot me an email. Yeah. Uh, also, I just need to like, it, like ask here. I think it's also. There's, there is a balance thing that needs to happen as well. Because for my mom specifically, <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't stop. And I think that, I mean, there's, there's it, I think it's really great that she's super active and everything. Um, but also, I, I, as far as like, w- like you were talking about, like working out without machines and stuff, like my mom is always doing something. Like if it's walking around, running to the stores or like, or like getting groceries or going there or there or walking or, you know, always up on she's always doing something. And I think that's, I always bug her. I was like, have you like, what, what does the doctor said about your Achilles? Because I feel like she had like struggles with like wanting to always be active, but then also you need to rest your body as well. Yeah. Well, now I have to walk. I can't walk two days in a row. So I am being mindful of that. So. I think you kind of touched on something that we don't often talk mm. about in the fitness industry, and that's recovery. It's, yeah. it's definitely becoming more of a hot topic now, but um, I, think, I think when I was in school, when I first started out in the industry, it was, you know, the harder you push, the better it is. And I came away with a couple injuries from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hurt my back and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mostly my back. Yeah. <laughs> shoulder, I had a shoulder injury. Um, because, you know, I would get up and I would run and then, you know, later that night I would lift really, really heavy and rinse and repeat seven days a week and I wasn't letting my body rest. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Recovery is just as important as a workout. You know, yeah. when you tax your body continually, mm-hmm. like, I mean, if you don't allow your body to rest and recover, mm-hmm. you're never going to get stronger. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I think... You know what? <laughs> if she's doing like mildly active things, like you're saying, just running errands and always on her feet and going for a walk, um, that type of activity is actually not very wearing on the body. Um, in in that case, and I, I think you really got to just take it as a case by case thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume this comes from a place of love because you guys are the cutest mom daughter team ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's like every time I turn around, she's doing something. She's a go-getter. <laughs> but uh, to Shelby's point, which I appreciate it, like, you know, being off of vacation now, it's like I've really been trying to just allow myself to wake up when I want to naturally get up and mm. allowing myself some rest. And actually this injury has sort of been a little bit eye-opening as far as, you know, I, can, I, I was like walking really, really far. And even, Jules, you, you had suggested taking, yeah. like, you know, I know it's hard, but like take two weeks off and then don't just go back into walking like, you know, an hour and a half to two hours, you know, just work it back up. So I've been, you know, trying to like do an hour walk, which is for me, it's about maybe three miles or so. And then don't walk the next day. Yeah. So, and it is hard. It's hard to scale back if you're used to doing those things. Um, and that's actually something that I've 
mm. had to had to work with a lot for my for my own mm-hmm. you know workout schedule because I'm like you I'm always on the go yeah. I'm up at the crack of dawn I'm yeah. doing this that and the other thing and mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it I right, enjoy right, being right. busy I enjoy mm-hmm. filling my time with fun things and always being active and yeah. it's, it's fun for me I, right, right. I like it but um I definitely have burned myself out in the past mm-hmm. because I don't prioritize rest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and I'm I'm learning as I get older. Don't make an old comment. I know I'm not old. <laughs> I know. But everyone's getting older. Right. right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I'm not I'm not 18 anymore. Okay. <laughs> so, like, a little bit away from that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, that's something that I've noticed that I have to prioritize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your body's going to make greater strides if you recover and allow your muscles to recover and allow the inflammation process to happen. And, yeah. Um. You know, if you lift a weight, I don't know if our audience knows this or not. I'm going to assume, I'm just assuming that our audience doesn't know anything. So I, I apologize if you do. Mm-hmm. When you when you lift a weight repetitively and your muscle gets sore and you're like 10, 11, 12, oh my gosh, I can't do another one. My muscle is sore. Mm-hmm. You're breaking down your muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. It, it literally destroys muscle cell. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, the next day when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sore. Yeah. Your body's repairing that muscle to get stronger so that it can do more weight because your body cells talk to each other like, oh, hey, this trauma happened. Mm-hmm, mm. We got to prepare for this for the next time it happens. Okay. And so that's kind of how the muscle recovery thing works. It's mm-hmm. like you, you break it down, it builds up stronger. You break it down again, it builds up even stronger. And that's why... You can go up and wait from week to week to week. If I'm doing a bicep curl of five pounds this week, next week maybe I can do six. Next mm-hmm. week maybe I can do seven. You can't just jump from five to 50 in one day. Right, right. And you got to work up to it because of that process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the recovery process, if we, if we did bicep curls every single day, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't see nearly anywhere the strength gains as you would if you allowed your bicep to recover and right. rest and repair. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the repair process. So. Yeah. Your bodies are repair machines. No, that's that's cool. Before we get into, I wanted to ask you some some about some simple things. But I know last time we trained, you you, you showed me some things that were hard to do, but but there were some foot exercises. So mm. you want to talk a little bit about like I don't want to say it's a new trend. I guess it's sort of new with this whole thing about being barefoot and doing some exercises like that, and the difference between I mean, because everybody thinks they having the right shoe and right. all the support. Well, I don't think that's a new thing, is it? Because I, I remember... It's kind of been trendy, but like outskirts trendy. Because yeah. remember those shoes, the feet shoes? Oh, oh, <laughs> the yeah, toe shoes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember that. That was years ago. Yeah. And people were like trying to... I would see people running with them. They almost look like socks. Yeah, they look like those toe socks. Yeah. They're real awkward. I'm not yeah. going to lie. But <laughs> yeah. But this was a little bit different because you are saying how we can strengthen our yeah. arch and things like that. So kind of going back to like the alignment thing, um, all everything starts from the feet because we stand on them. It's the thing that contacts the ground. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it kind of like, uh, like a skyscraper or something, right? Even if the top of the skyscraper is built really strong and really firm and the middle of the skyscraper is, you know, solid steel... What happens if the foundation of the skyscraper is like eh, a little bit off? Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing is going to be eh, a little bit off and that's not so bueno. Um, so I, I'm 
just kind of starting to dabble in the barefoot thing. Um, but you have tons of sensory receptors on the sole of your foot. We're swatting at Nathan Slider. Uh, again, <laughs> like we mentioned it. last last time, get kill the lanternflies. That's it. my my second uh, <laughs> word word of wisdom <laughs> for tonight. Stay home and kill the lanternflies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but the soles of your feet are really the foundation of movement. Mm-hmm, mm. Um, and you know you have tons of sensory receptors that tell your brain what's going on it's like okay i'm, I'm standing on concrete because my bare foot can feel the concrete under right 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 or you know i'm standing on a fuzzy carpet or an uneven surface mm-hmm. right your balance comes from your feet telling your brain what surface you're on so if they're always bound up in tight shoes and our shoes are not made for the foot shape <laughs> mm-hmm. we have oh what did, somebody said we have shoe-shaped feet instead of feet-shaped shoes. Okay. <laughs> Think about that for a sec. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, shoes just squash our feet in awkward angles and awkward ways that don't allow them to move freely. Mm-hmm. When we're barefoot, when we're training barefoot, and we're, we're allowing the foot to move freely, your, your foot has, oh, oh man, I'm going to get so nerdy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> audience. You can skip ahead if you want to. <laughs> I'll put a time stamp in the description. <laughs> I'll try to go, go fast. Your foot needs to be flexible, mm-hmm. but also become rigid at a certain point. Think about walking, mm-hmm. right? Your foot needs to cushion the landing, but then be strong enough to push you forward, right? right? Um, so a lot of us have very weak, unstable feet. We don't have a lot of flexibility, and we also don't have a lot of strength in our feet. So when we go to do something like um, a squat jump or a box jump and we're, we're landing on unstable feet, like it's no wonder our knees start to hurt after a while mm-hmm. because we just landed on a slightly uneven surface, right? The joints weren't aligned properly. So what Char and I have been doing uh, the past, well, I think we really only did it maybe once, once or twice. Here, yeah. um, we worked on strengthening the arches of our feet uh, because... You're doing the Achilles tendon rehab. Your mm. your PT said, you know, you got to strengthen the Achilles or the arches. Just, yep. Um, and shoes don't let us do that. They do the work for us. If you have arches in your shoes, it's like, all right, well, those muscles don't really have to work anymore. So it's like, mm. all right, I'm gonna go to bed for 30, 40, 50 years. <laughs> wear <laughs> shoes every day, right? Right. Um, so we have weak feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then we end up with injuries. So mm-hmm. I, again, I'm just starting to dabble in the whole barefoot thing. That's I, I'm sorry, barefoot followers. If I botched that completely, that's kind of the, the underlying thoughts behind training barefoot and I'm, I'm barefoot all the time. So. You could probably find stuff on YouTube on it. I bet too. I'm sure. Cause I, I do that too. Speaking of YouTube, like if uh, Jules gives me some things, cause she's really cool. She gives you all the training, all the exercises you've done, she texts them to me and then I can print them out and do them when we're not seeing each other. And if I forget what move that is, you can usually find that on YouTube too. Mm -hmm. Because some of them have like names and then sometimes she's really sweet and she'll like give me very specific specific names (laughs) so I remember what these things are. She has a very scientific mind. (laughs) Yes. Very (laughs) analytical. Very analytical. So I'm like, you know, drop the foot left, right, pick it up, whatever. (laughs) So um, anyway, so no, I thought that was just something like a little bit cool thing that we just started. And and it's funny because it works so well with me in this rehab because that's what my uh, 
um, the the physical therapist said that you know one of the things that can help is your arches and I have gotten the things for my shoes to help with that as well my sneakers because that's what I walk in um, when I the longest so um, so that was that's really cool so maybe you know we've had, talked about a lot of different things so I was wondering can you like maybe give three simple things that people can do or keep in mind as they strive to to, to be to eat healthy and be healthy yeah so like one of my top things is prepping lean proteins and I think that is one of the most surefire ways to help maintain healthy muscles and just a healthy body in general protein is getting a lot of a lot of limelight right now is like the the macro of the year mm-hmm. but Truly, we talked a lot about recovery and repair. Truly, protein is one of the absolute best things that you can consume for recovery and repair and just maintaining a lean body composition. Like if you don't have enough protein intake, if, if we have a lot of carbs and a lot of fat in our diet and not any quality protein, uh, your body's not going to utilize that that macro balance as well as if you incorporated lean protein. So... What the heck is a lean protein? I was going to say, like, if you eat, people always think of meat, but, you know, right. I have people who, in my life, who are vegan or right. vegetarian, so yes. how do we? So. I, like, <laughs> this is, this is such, this is such a, you know, year, however many year long, like, grievance of mine. <laughs> Just all, always, it, it comes back to the protein. It's hard. It is hard to get enough protein if you're vegetarian or vegan. But it's not impossible. It, right, I and that's the thing. I have vegetarian and vegan, and, you know, we put together, um, it, it's like eating in combination. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Like, eating oh, oh. this with that to get a complete amino acid. Kind of. Anyways, again, we're getting nerdy about this, but let's keep it simple. <laughs> This was a simple question. Yes. Some of my um, my top favorite lean proteins are, one, chicken breast or turkey breast. Um, And I like to marinate it with stuff. You know, I'm not anti-flavor. Chicken breast by itself is, like, super blah. Turkey's even worse. (laughs) (laughs) Utilize your spices. So, like, if I'm going to meal prep on a Sunday, I cook a big batch of chicken breast, and half the batch I'll marinate in my favorite barbecue sauce. And half the batch I'll do with, like, soy sauce and maybe some Asian spices and mm-hmm. make it spicy. Um, so you utilize your, your flavors with spices and mm-hmm. not necessarily things that have a lot of calories, like, you know, your mayos and your cream sauce. So uh, chicken breast, turkey breast, Greek yogurt is awesome. It has tons of protein. Cottage cheese. Um, and I'm not real picky if you do the full-fat low fat or fat free um i honestly prefer full fat i think that's the way nature intended it but Mm. um you know it it depends what you like it depends on your Mm. philosophy um lean ground beef beef gets a bad rep but uh beef is full of nutrients Mm -hmm. i personally like grass-fed pasture-raised humanitarianly raised Mm -hmm. animals if we're going to eat animal protein um it's it's been shown to be better for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than conventionally raised livestock. Mm-hmm. Uh, even things like pork chops, eggs. Oh man, don't get me started on eggs and egg whites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a huge egg white fan. Um, so for for me and my macro profile, 
Uh, I like to have an egg with extra egg whites in the morning with some veggies. Mm -hmm. That's plenty of protein for my breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like tofu. I just made a really good tofu stir fry the other night with veggies and a peanut sauce. It was delish shelby shaking her head like, i like eat that. no no no, no. I mean, it's a good shake because i okay. i love yeah she makes a tofu scramble don't you or something like yeah that. i make tofu scrambles i like stir fries a lot um stir fries are good. i i'm not as into like like peanut sauces and stuff okay. but yeah like and also christian he he kind of did the the vegan thing a little bit and it's funny because when i my past partner as well I'm like, you really don't need to do this. Like, I never like force my partners in there. Always like, oh no, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do I'll it. Try. And then it's like a month, maybe. <laughs> I don't think I would laugh. Um, but he also is allergic to nuts as well. So oh, with right. vegan, like that's big that's on, right. on me. Yeah. Um, for me as a vegan is, is nuts and, and chickpeas and tofu yeah. and so, uh, all yeah. those things. Chickpeas are great. And, um, and mushrooms have a lot of protein, I found out. Yeah, you got to eat like six packets of mushrooms oh you do you have to eat a lot of them to get it same with spinach people are like spinach has so much protein per pound i'm like yeah if you want to go ahead and eat 12 pounds of spinach you'd be like yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um definitely things like chickpeas and lentils are really high in protein Mm -hmm. there's plant-based stuff i'm a big fan i don't shelby have you ever had tempeh oh yeah i love tempeh i don't i don't buy it as much like if i'm going out again haven't been able to do this because of covid but um Tempeh, I find, is is out. I consume more of when I'm like out and have someone prepare it for me. Gotcha. I haven't quite mastered cooking it at home. Tofu is a little more accessible okay. for me. I like Remember, the flavor profile better of tempeh. We went to this place in Portland. Remember that barbecue place? Oh yeah. It was just like you would think you were like a, a regular meat barbecue place, huh. and it was like all vegan. And nice. I think they used tempeh, didn't they? Yeah, but this is the thing Good. that I I tell people like. I don't expect my vegan stuff to taste like actual meat. Like yeah, that's, yeah. I think people get like, they're like, oh, I want to try this vegan thing. But then like things don't taste how they expect it to. And then they stop. And it's like, you just got to get rid of that. <laughs> like, yeah, just ex- expectation. right. It, it can be good. It's, there is a lot of good vegan food. Um, It's just about like, it's a different, like, I guess, flavor profile. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different texture. Yeah, don't expect it to be beef. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's, there's plenty of, and this is also something you could just throw into Google, like vegetarian sources of protein Mm -hmm. and you're going to get a lot of nuts, beans, lentils, um, Mm -hmm. even whole grains, uh, Ezekiel bread or sprouted grain bread. Dude, don't get me started. I love Ezekiel bread. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's, there we go. I think I beat the lean protein thing. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So that's number one. That's number one. Um, number two, and I apologize. These are all. Um, nutrition related, <laughs> my three tips, but maybe I'll, I'll do a little improv one at the end, mm-hmm. um, is fiber. Mm. We don't eat enough fiber. None of us do, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I try so hard. But adding fiber into your diet is one of the best things that you can do. It's really good for your heart health randomly. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. Fiber is amazing for your heart health. It's amazing for your gut health. Um, it's amazing for your brain health. Mm-hmm. So... What does fiber look like? That's That looks like Ezekiel bread instead of white bread. Mm. Or even just switching to whole grain, even though they can be processed too. But um, whole grain doesn't mean buying the whole grain uh, goldfish. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it better than the regular goldfish? Eh, probably. But yeah. when I say whole grains, I mean like um, wild rice. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you're cooking a pot on the stove or aromath. Nobody knows what aromath is, right? Yeah, I was like, what is <laughs> Nope. <laughs> it's like an ancient grain. Um, the things like quinoa, and I personally am not a quinoa fan. I am I not either. Dude, yeah, me neither. That's rough. I but think. that's my... That's <laughs> <laughs> no love for quinoa <laughs> tonight. Quinoa, we've tried, but... Um, so that's going to have tons of fiber. Any vegetable, uh, even things like sweet potatoes, that's going to have fiber in it. Sweet potatoes are so good. Eat the skins. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is just reminding me. And I also have another question for you that I will not forget to ask. You have a question? Wow. Yeah, I actually do. Um, I'm trying to take a back seat on this conversation, but um, kiwi skins. This is unrelated, really, to like grains. Do you eat the kiwi skins? No, they're fuzzy and bitter. (sighs) Sour. See, I. Christian thinks I'm crazy, and I I guess everyone else does too. I know people who eat the kiwi skins, but I think the fuzz kind of freaks me out. Yeah, see, that's that's fine. It's fine. Like eating leaves or something. It's all right. I'll enjoy my kiwi skins. It's like that grass uh, lettuce. Like, I don't know what you call it. The arugula? I don't know. When you buy a bag of, like, salad sometimes, and they have that, I call it the grass. It's not arugula. It's like the. strawberries which everybody seems to like more um you know i haven't really looked into the nutrition profile in terms of like antioxidants and vitamins but berries in general are just super jam-packed full of good things for you Mm -hmm. so pretty much if it grows from the ground it has fiber okay (laughs) so if you find something that doesn't have a label on it you're probably safe and you can assume that it has fiber okay cool um, third, number three, our third tip is, oh, here we go. Perfect lead-in, mm-hmm. eating less packaged food. <laughs> packaged food is uh, the bane of my existence. <laughs> and I'm not going to say I never eat packaged food, because I do, because, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's 2020, and mm-hmm. again, we have But there's lives. healthy packaged food now, there right? Be, yes, and I think uh, there are definitely companies out there like oh i'm a huge fan of rx bars they have mm-hmm. egg whites in them i'm sorry yeah i haven't heard of rx bars they're but. like my favorite like they should pay me because i advertise for them so much <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored <laughs> not sponsored by RX bars. i have uh, to bring up though the kind frozen bars they are good oh, I haven't, I, I you haven't tried you have to have one when you leave we'll have to give you one okay, okay. 
because they are so good. Shelby, they, both we both can eat them. Well, and and the the thing about them though is that they remind me distinctly of. I don't know if they still make these. They used to have like the Snickers ice cream bars. Yeah. They t- it tastes exactly how I remember it tasting. And I'm even for like a vegan ice cream, like, hey, I'm like it's pretty impressed. Um, I gotta try one. They are rather one. like to be honest, they're a little bit pricey, but they're worth, worth it. it. So now that we're going on about how much we love packaged food, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and I think it's good you're bringing this up too because. There is the the health aspect to packaged food, but there's also the environmental aspect as well. Absolutely, and and that's also something that I'm a big proponent of is being mm-hmm. kind to our environment. Um, and packaging and shipping and whatnot is just not good for the environment or us. Um, so the less packaged food that we can eat, the better for our personal physical health and the better for our environment's health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fresher the better. And if you, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. It's, if it's like Fosfo, blah, 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 something number four, yeah. I'm pretty sure someone didn't pick that out of their garden. It's not natural. Your body has no idea how to handle that molecule. It is not good for you. And even something, going back to like the healthier, mm-hmm. in quotes, packaged food, like almond milk. I'm, I buy like almond milk and oat milk a lot. Mm. I look at the ingredients on there and I'm like, what's carrageenan <laughs> i don't know if i've ever picked a carrageenan out of the garden yeah or, or uh there's a bunch of preservatives that i don't remember off the top of my head but yeah you know they're they're claimed to be natural oh gosh people use the word natural on food labels all yeah the yeah um you know we gotta step back a second and say wait a second this is actually healthy so yeah know, the more produce that you can eat mm-hmm. the better yeah. Um, I was just talking with Christian the other day, uh, or yesterday maybe, um, about how much I miss, especially being that it's summer, going to the farmer's market. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was so upset because I was talking to him about these uh, cherry tomatoes. And like, I, because I'm, I'm not going to, like, usually if I go to the grocery store and just get like a package or whatever of cherry tomatoes i'm not gonna just pop them because they don't taste they don't they taste, don't taste the, the same but it if you go to the like farmer's it. market yeah <laughs> if they, you go to the farmer's market and you get some from like a local farmer i could just like it's i'd eat the them right exactly flavor. <sighs> so I've, that's one of the things that i definitely miss a lot well they are opening up a sprouts which oh. in willow grove right near the um, welsh road because really they have one in center city philadelphia which I went with my friend oh, Lisa, who loves sprouts, but it's like I'm not gonna drive all the way down to City City, Philadelphia. And and just if anybody doesn't know, sprouts is like a I don't want to even call it alternative, but it's like a very. I think it's better than um, like whole, whole foods, food, but, but I think it's a step above whole foods. Yeah, yeah. and well, they have bulk as well, right? Yeah, they like, have bulk, which is right, really yeah. awesome. Again, we're talking about being low waste. Yeah, they um, seem low, it's more like low the waste. Sam's Club of whole foods. Which yeah. is which is cool and uh, yeah. yeah and it's 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 um they're building a lot up on that Welsh Road mm-hmm. um going towards Willow Grove Mall so I saw it and it was like so we can definitely check that out once they open up but um no but that's really cool so I have to bring up one of my favorite quotes of Jules is what do you want now versus what do you want most so why don't you explain that I for love, the audience love 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 this quote and again 
I don't even know if I can claim this as my own. I'm pretty sure I read it in mm-hmm. a book somewhere and was inspired by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is something that I use with my clients all the time. And it really defines how we go about getting better, getting better at health and getting better at wellness and, and our fitness program. And so, you know, if I, if I say I'm working on nutrition, say my goal is to maybe, maybe I want to lose five pounds or something. And this is just a hypothetical situation because, you know, maybe I'm getting married and I just want to look really good and feel really good about myself. So we have this long-term goal. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, mom makes a peach cobbler and has vanilla ice cream. Mm. So I met mom's and she's like, oh, I made this peach cobbler and oh, it smells good. I can smell the cinnamon. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that ice cream's going to taste so good on top of that warm peach cobbler. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking... All right, well, I gotta fit into my wedding dress, and I have this long term goal of body composition change. And so, what I want now is the peach cobbler with ice cream. <laughs> but what do I want most? That's your long term goal. That's like well, whatever your goal is, whether it's to have healthier knees or, you know. The, the looking great in your wedding dress goal or mm-hmm. yeah, any number of goals that, that someone can have. Mm-hmm. That's your long-term goal. So it's, it is what you want now going to get you towards what you want most. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, it's hard for us because biologically we are wired to want the now. Mm-hmm. You know, like thousands of years ago, I wanted food now because I haven't eaten in a day and a half. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So when I find food, I'm going to eat it now because biology says you need to eat this now. Mm-hmm. But it's 2020 and the world doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah. And so if I want Doritos now, mm-hmm. is that going to get me towards my long-term goal? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, and this isn't to say that you can never have Doritos ever again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never tell people you can never eat this ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, the habits built up over time mm-hmm. get us to where we want to go. If I ate, and I love peach cobbler, I ate like three servings of this today. <laughs> My mom was like, geez, stop, I never eat this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't shame me. <laughs> Treat yourself. Yeah, exactly. You right. have to but sometimes. if I ate three servings of peach cobbler every single day for six months, where do you think that would get me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably not where I want to go. Probably right. not towards what I want most, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Which right. is health and a thriving love. Right, right. If I have it once in a while, like this was the first time mom made peach cobbler this summer. Mm-hmm. I ate it and I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. But this isn't going to be a daily thing because I know that I want to have a healthy and thriving life. Right, right. I right. know mm-hmm. that refined sugar is not good for you, right? Mm-hmm. It causes all sorts of disease and disruption in the body. Right. So just keeping that in, in mind, it's like, all right, can't. Can I make small choices that are going to add up over time to get me where I want to go? Right, right, right. Which kind of ties into my other favorite saying, which is something is better than nothing. Right. So it's like, it might feel like a really small act to be like, all right, I'm just going to have half a serving of peach cobbler today Mm. because I had some yesterday. That might seem like completely insignificant. Are you going to wake up and magically be a size two? Probably not. (laughs) Right, right, right. Please call me if you do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
you do that every day, like if you eat dessert every single day, but and then you start to trim your dessert size by half, do you think that would make a significant difference in six months? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, we beat that one into the ground a lot. Sorry. No, no, that's good. No, I'm, I'm glad we went over that. So, and in, in the, there's a couple other things I wanted to talk about. One, one, one other thing. So we did talk about in, injuries a yes. little bit, and I talked about my Achilles tendon, and I was just wondering, like. Injuries can really set a person back, you know, um, in terms of physical activity. So what are your suggestions for people who do have injuries and still want to stay physically active? Yeah, that's a hard one, especially when it's something like your ankle that you Mm. need for like almost everything (laughs) (laughs) or your knee. Oh, man, knee injuries are rough. Um, And I don't know if I've had a client who hasn't had an injury Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and don't not from me don't worry (laughs) 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 just because life happens and we're adults it's it's Uh, all joel's fault no 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 it's not so like everyone in the world is going to get an injury at some point Mm -hmm. um and so i think it's time it's those times where we need to focus on what we can do rather than what we can't do at the moment Mm -hmm. so like for instance you used to go walking a lot during the week with your walking buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were logging some serious miles. Mm-hmm. And then with the ankle injury, it's like, oh, I can't really do that anymore. It keeps exacerbating the injury. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what can we do to focus on the things that we can do? Because, you know, the, the last thing I would want you to do is, all right, well, I guess you should stop working out for the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's like... Not what we want to do at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what what can we do instead? So that might look like, you know, if you have an ankle injury or foot injury or something, let's do some boxing. You've mm-hmm. got the heavy bag downstairs. Mm-hmm. You've got the gloves. That's great cardio. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't necessarily go for a two-hour walk five days a week, mm-hmm. throw on the gloves. That's just cardio. Mm-hmm. Um I had a client who, uh, rotator cuff injuries are the worst. They take a very long time to heal, and they really affect a lot. So one of my clients had a rotator cuff injury, um, and and she was in rehab for a long time for that. Mm-hmm. And it, it was tough for me as her trainer to come up with exercises that she could do, <laughs> utilizing her upper body. Is I didn't want to... Um, just not work the upper body at all for six months while we let her recover. Mm-hmm, um, mm. It's not it's not helpful for recovery anyways. Right. But it's like, all right, I have to be creative and find out what we can do. Can we pull instead of push? Mm-hmm. Can we keep the arms low and move instead of moving up overhead? That kind of thing. And so if, if you have an injury that you're working with, like a PT or an orthopedic with, um, ask them. Mm-hmm. And and my second tip is to just be an active player in your recovery. Talk to your doctors. Get a second opinion. Do research online. That great thing called the internet again. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. I love it. <laughs> yeah. F- I mean, find credible sources, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, be an active player. Do your PT exercises because mm-hmm. we don't want to be out of something that you love forever. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and then just. Listen to your body. You know, if there's inflammation going on, let it settle down. We don't want to, you don't want to exacerbate something. Yeah, I think that that's sort of interesting too when you say that because I know the physical therapist was like, he'll have me do stuff and he was like, if you feel any pain, stop. It's like somehow 
I mean, in the old days, people were like, no pain, no gain. <laughs> and I know you always say, you know, you shouldn't be doing anything to pain. That's not working your body. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think it, it kind of depends on the injury. There, mm-hmm. there is something to be said for, like, working through pain sometimes. Right. But under the supervision of the therapist <laughs> and doctor, it's not just like, Oh, I have a rotator cuff injury. Let me go do like seven thousand push-ups and work through the pain. <laughs> right, <laughs> probably not doing you any good. Right, right. Um, but just listening to your body and maybe using that time to focus on recovery mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and rest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've had clients who've had an injury, who they were really active runners. They got a knee injury, and they found that they really love swimming. Like, oh man, I haven't gotten to the pool mm. in forever. Mm. Gotten to the pool. Oh my gosh, I love swimming. And now they're a swimmer. So it's like, it, it, we could kind of almost use it as a way to uh, rediscover something or discover something completely brand new in our in our fitness yeah. regime. That must be hard on swimmers because I just feel like, you know, that room before you go into the swimming pool, to me, that's like a petri dish for COVID. Oh, it's gosh. like hot and, you know, it's like, I can't imagine. I guess if it's outdoor pool, you're good. At least you can enjoy, enjoy that somewhat for a little while on the East Coast. But I'm not. A uh, I don't know. Stay home. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you're not getting me to pool this summer. Not in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see that. Uh, but no, that's really cool. The other thing too, I, I know you just started actually what yesterday your newsletter. So what's yeah. all that about? Yeah, okay, so. full of jewelism. Still <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> things like uh, what do you want now versus what do you want most? Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so my newsletter is just gonna be a weekly or biweekly. I haven't, I haven't really decided that yet. Um, just kind of ideas and thoughts that I think about or talk about with my clients throughout the week mm-hmm. and things that I think are going to be helpful, very practical tips. Uh, the one I sent out on Monday was something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so even just taking a five minute break to get in some extra steps during your day, that's a something and be proud of your something. And that's, that's kind of what the newsletter is all about. Just little bite sized pieces of health and wellness information. It might not all be fitness related. I'll probably throw in some nutrition stuff in there, some mindfulness stuff, some uh, spiritual health stuff. Cause you know, we all have to take care of all sides of ourselves mm-hmm. and that includes physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, relational, mm-hmm. all the olds. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of what the newsletter is going to be about. So if you want to sign up, let me know. Yeah. We'll make sure to, to put it on the, the description, yeah. Yeah, and I thought you brought up something we didn't talk a lot about, though, that's important, that emotional side of all these mm. things. And I know I was feeling a little bit, I guess, down, and we talked a little bit about that. And yeah. So how does the emotional aspect fit into all this eating healthy? A lot. <laughs> working out, you know? A lot, and this is something that, you know, when I when I got certified as a health coach, something I never dabbled in. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I have to listen to people. <laughs> I have to listen to how they're feeling. What is this? Like when I first started out as a personal trainer, I was that. Mm-hmm. All right, give me twenty more burpees. Now give me twenty more push-ups. Now give me twenty more burpees. And like, you know, they're like, oh, Ooh, I my, hate burpees. My cat just died or something. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I'll do twenty more burpees. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, there's this thing called empathy. <laughs> um, but no, the the emotional side plays a huge role in our in our lives and I think a lot of us 
have realized that this summer, mm-hmm. um, motivation is a very emotional side of us. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a very impactful, and it, it's strong, right? Mm-hmm. If you wake up and you're feeling sad, you're, you might not want to work out. Mm-hmm. You, you might want to reach for the Doritos, mm-hmm. right? Um, and those are things we have to take into account. And this is something that I've, I've been working on personally. Mm-hmm. I used to be like the most regimented person on the person on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was never kind to myself and I'm really learning to be kind to myself. And I think mm. during those times where we're maybe feeling unmotivated or feeling like a failure, you know, we're going to feel like that sometimes in our fitness and health journeys. We're going to slide backwards. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be 100% all the time because we're human. Um, but I think learning to be kind to mm-hmm. ourselves, and here's that, that mindfulness thing again, is, is recognizing those emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and recognizing them as that. Right. As this is an emotion that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple weeks ago, I was just having kind of like a, a down spell, you know, the mm-hmm. state of the world kind of thing. Like, oh, not feeling great. Mm. Um, didn't feel like working out. And I had to, I had to step back and say, okay, this is a feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's a feeling that might last. And mm. we have to recognize that. Like, yes, emotions are temporary, but I mean, I've, I've struggled with depression a little bit in the past and... Sometimes it lasts for months. Mm. So stepping back out out of that emotion and kind of viewing it as an onlooker and saying, like, okay, I, I understand that this is an emotion. Uh, then we can give ourselves the freedom to make decisions outside of yeah. our emotion. So it's like, okay, I can wake up and feel kind of cruddy. But I can step back and say, all right, I recognize that I'm not feeling great today. However, even though despite I'm feeling not 100%, I can still act on what I know to be healthy. Mm -hmm. I can still choose to eat a healthy breakfast and maybe go for a walk instead of the six-mile run that I had planned or something. Mm -hmm. So that's recognizing your emotions that day, but also being kind to yourself and, and choosing healthy behaviors instead of just saying well I, f- I feel terrible today so I'm just gonna scrap everything I might as well not try mm. so yeah no that's really cool and I know as I mentioned sometimes at least working out for me just allows me just to not think about anything you know there's work there's whatever responsibilities but yeah. when you're punching the bag or you know, I'm following one of your workouts. Yeah. I'm just like, my mind gets free of thinking about other stuff. So, so, but it's just like, it's like you said, the starting part is really the hard part. When I mean, you get beneficial out of it, benefit out of it, regardless, if you can just get started. Yeah. So as we're winding up, I was just wondering, you know, do you have like some final tips to keep us like striving for to be physically active and eating healthy. I think there was a lot packed in this time we yeah, had together. I could probably talk for an hour on each of these topics. I know, I know. <laughs> but as you know, um, you know, I, I, I think it would be good. What do, what do you want us, like, 
if a person just turns on the podcast now, what would be those final tips, those important things about, you know, physical fitness fitness and and, and, and eating healthy that you keep in mind? Control what you can control, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes we're in an environment that we can't control, going on vacation or something, you know, if you're used to meal prepping and working out every day and you're going on vacation, are you going to be able to control, you know, maybe what the restaurant offers or probably not, right? Mm -hmm. But you can control if you take a walk instead of having another margarita. (laughs) I mean, you can have a walk and a margarita, but but there are things in all of our environments that we might not be able to completely control. Mm -hmm. And so why stress about it? Mm. Control what you can control and work on that. And when you build up the ability to control the things that you can control, maybe then you can start to be creative and figure out ways around the other things. Mm -hmm, So, and and I'm I'm thinking like... um, you know, a couple of years back, my grandmothers were really sick, and my, my parents aren't angels, they are saints. <laughs> they took care of my grandmothers. They lived with us for a few years. Mm-hmm. And my parents didn't have time to go to the gym, or, you know, they didn't always have time to cook a really nice, healthy meal. But those are the times when it's like, all right, let's be kind to ourselves. Let's control what we can control. Yeah. Um, you know, getting some extra steps in during the day or, or, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, choosing a salad instead of pizza for takeout. It might still be takeout. Yeah. So that's number one, control what you can control. Don't worry about the rest. Mm-hmm, worry, mm-hmm. Worrying gets us nowhere. Um, the second one is small things add up. Right. Kind of going back to the uh, what do I want now versus what do I want most mm-hmm. idea. Small things are never insignificant when it comes to your health. Mm. Choosing to have green tea instead of a soda, you just did wonders for your body. Mm. It might seem insignificant, but your body's like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I needed that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Choosing to maybe lace up the sneaks and walk around the block three times while you're chatting with your best friend on the Mm -hmm. phone or something. Your body's like, oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for walking. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's this tiny, seemingly insignificant things that add up over time to make great changes. And here's a little plug for a book by, ooh, I think his name is James Olson. It's something Olson um, called The Slight Edge. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. And it's all about those tiny little habits that mm-hmm. add up over time to get us where we want to go. So snag that book. It's amazing. Very cool. Small things add up. Last thing, mm-hmm. and then I'm, I know I'm rambling, sorry. No, 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 this is all good. <laughs> is something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So be proud of your something. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of us don't even start because it's like, why bother? Yeah. A lot of us don't don't even start a fitness journey or, or working towards healthier nutrition. It's like, it's hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no one, I mean, no one said it was going to be easy. Right. All changes take effort, mm-hmm. um, but something is better than nothing, mm-hmm. and you know, your body will thank you for that in the long run and right now. Oh. So. Very cool. I think all of these are very easy things, yet hard, but things we can remember and um, hopefully can help us to to gain some some energy to do some of these small things, and then it'll become sort of habits, like you said earlier, exactly. for us. 
So I, I think that's really good. So I don't want to forget and always forget this about the website. Wait, I, I, my question. Oh, yeah, um, Shelby had a question. I thought your question was about the Kiwi. No, she had a second No, question. I had a second question. <laughs> okay. Also, just a, you know, a side note, uh, since we're wrapping up, I think also a lot of these um, these, these tips or these suggestions about um, how to um, look at your, your, your health and your, your nutrition can also be applied. I mean, these branch off into other areas mm-hmm. of your life. Um, particularly, we touched a little bit on the environmental aspect. Um, and that's kind of as an, an advocate for, you know, being kind to our, our world. Um, like you only have one, one body, we only have one earth. Um, it's like, do what you can, you know, and that's great. Cause I think a lot of people maybe get intimidated by, well, I can't do everything. So then I'm not going to do anything, (laughs) (laughs) which is like, no. (laughs) Overwhelming when you think about the big problem, like think about, you know, global warming or the obesity epidemic in the country. They're big. Overwhelming problems. Absolutely. Um, but so I really appreciate that, you know, that giving permission that you can just doing that one thing on that one day is okay. And that's great that you, you, you made that decision, that choice on that one day. And I think giving yourself, you know, um, being kind to yourself and saying, yeah, I, I brought a bag to the grocery store or I got that salad. I think those, those little things do all add up. It is. That's one less plastic bag that ends up in a landfill for right. thousands of years, right? Right. Um, but my question, keto. We <laughs> <laughs> do a second podcast. <laughs> yes, you're always welcome back, Jules. <laughs> my, I, I knew this is a big question. And by your reaction. <laughs> okay, here's, I'm going to try and keep this brief. Because <laughs> I just, I know I have a couple people in, in my life now that are like, keto like fiends and they and i i just curious so my thing is are they going to be able to do it for the next 30 years i'm gonna say probably not yeah right it's a diet yeah it's an unsustainable thing and (laughs) quite honestly keto is not always safe Mm -hmm. um you know your your blood sugar is all it does a lot to your body that is not something that you should attempt on your own without a doctor's supervision. Mm. Um, I don't know if you have ever heard of like ketoacidosis, but like, Mm. that's not that it's the same as that, but you know, it biologically, there are some similarities. Uh, It's a dangerous thing for your body to not have carbohydrates Mm. for that long of time. Do people lose weight on it? Yes. Can you eat bacon for the next 30 years and be healthy i'm gonna say no i yeah. think there are a lot of key nutrients that are missing in the diet um please tell me where the fiber is do these people go to the bathroom once a week like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that can't be comfortable yeah <laughs> yeah just being honest <laughs> um it's it's a diet and i think um people take it very lightheartedly it's like oh, i'm gonna try this keto thing it's like mm, but it actually can be dangerous so be yeah careful, so uh, for me, it's not sustainable. I don't promote anything that's not a sustainable lifestyle. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't require anybody to do that. I, do I think that there are certain populations of people that it works well for? Yes, there is some research behind uh, people with like PCOS um, and like co PCOS and comorbidities like um, obesity. Like, does it work for certain groups of people? 
Yes. Yeah. Under the care of a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I just, I, I'm glad I brought it up because I think it is something that I don't know how trendy it is currently, but I remember being Very. a big thing. If it's so, it's still like a big mm-hmm. thing. And I, and I know people who are like yeah. super Do into we it. Way so. too many carbohydrates that spike our blood sugar. Absolutely. So my solution would be stop eating tasty cakes and eat vegetables like, <laughs> and whole grains as your carbohydrate like eat some fruit like yeah it's like people go from eating pints of ice cream to the to, keto diet it's yeah like, no wonder you are losing weight you stopped eating a pint of ice cream at night so, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah well thank you for answering for asking that question yeah i mean I listen big, it's a hot topic right? now well, that was my burning yes. my burning question because it's like, I keep hearing about this keto thing. And of course, I mean, as a vegan, that's not like something that I've ever considered, you know. I don't want to eat bacon for the next Yeah, days. so, you know. But uh, yeah, I just, because that definitely does seem like one of those. It, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to do an episode just on all the different diets. Because, I mean, it's funny. All the years that we've been training, we don't really talk about diet. We talk about different things you can do to be healthier. Yep. And, and more lifestyle. And yeah. I think that's important. Because diet is lifestyle. It's like, oh, what's your diet like? Right. It's like, oh, well, today was Atkins. Or like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, what what did you consume in a day? That's what your diet is, what you mm-hmm. consume in a day, mm-hmm. in a week. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you can't do it forever, then don't do it. Like, mm-hmm. why put in the effort to stop doing it six weeks from now and regain the weight that you lost? Like, yeah. why bother? Let's waste that effort. Yeah. Another topic, too, I think we'll have to talk to is I, I maybe we can do something on diet because it, it seems like fasting is popular now mm-hmm. beyond just for like spiritually people fast, you know, some right. people Inter- fast during East, Easter mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, I think I saw actually on one of Liz's thing about do you fast? And yeah. so it seems like that's a new thing that has been. I don't know if it's new, but like it, I said, it, see if as a, as a component of your lifestyle to fast at at some point yeah and that that actually does have some interesting research behind it and i don't know if i i'm gonna get a soapbox if i start talking about it now but maybe we can do like a yeah. little side yeah, like yeah. we'll ha- we'll have to do like a, a mini episode or yeah. something yeah, yeah or get jules back um, again um yeah. to I talk about the, those things the quick of it is there's a bit of research behind it that mm-hmm. says intermittent intermittent fasting is healthy and good it kind of has to do with like the body's circadian rhythms and what the body was naturally designed to do in terms of eating. Um, so yeah, I think there, I think intermittent fasting is not, um, it's not like a dangerous thing. Can somebody in intermittent fast for their whole life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you stop eating at 6 PM and then you go to bed and you wake up at 6 AM, like, okay, that was a 12 hour intermittent fast. Could mm. you do that forever? Probably. Yeah. So yeah. for me, that's not something that's going to like, be detrimental to one's health if yeah. they do it or not. Because I remember going through something at my former job. It was called um, Energy for Performance. And they actually were talking about the fact where we sort of mess up our metabolism sometimes. And we mm-hmm. say, oh, we're not going to eat breakfast. And then they were, and, and I guess this was also a trend too, where they would say better to eat smaller meals continuously yeah. than kind of three <laughs> meals. And then, so there's so many things. And yeah. then you know different people like, you know Shelby's dad I mean he was he was always thin and he seemed like he would eat all the time so to me that was the data point for like maybe you should eat all the time well this is the thing though (laughs) and I'm very 
similar to my father in a lot of ways and like my I have a very fast metabolism and I also I and I also know that I need to focus make sure I get enough calories in a day um but yeah that that's one of my that's one of my things so I'm constantly like I have like almonds up in my room and mm-hmm. I, I have like I have stuff that I can like eat throughout the day um and also I I tend to just enjoy eating smaller things mm-hmm. but that just might be I don't know if that's like a thing or not that's just me personally that's what I like to do that what it, that's what I find works best for me to make sure that I get an, enough calories and that I feel satiated I yeah. think it's the word that I'm looking for um I also try and not eat that my my father did he ate he was a cake, tasty cake person like which is not sustainable yeah. um I try That's not true. to do that <laughs> yeah 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 definitely I don't know how it's just a lot of people have different metabolism levels yeah, and for things sure. like that so um but yeah Jules let's where can we find you okay so I have a website. It is jbfitnessandwellness.com. We'll make sure that's in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on Instagram, I never remember my Instagram handle. It's at Jules Barada. So that's Jules, J-U-L-E-S, Barada, B-A-R-A-T-T-A. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I don't use Facebook a ton. I'm not really a Facebook person, but um, mm-hmm. you can message me on Instagram or send me an email through my website, JB Fitness and Wellness. I do health coaching and personal training. Everything's online right now. It's going really well. Kind of made that switch to the to the virtual world. I never thought I would do that. <laughs> I'm such an in-person person, but um, no, it's, it's working really well virtually. And uh, I've gotten quite a few clients over the summer. It's been really fun. Made a lot of made a lot of progress this summer, so please feel free to send me a message if you want to sign up for my newsletter. Go to my website and just uh, just shoot me an email from there. Yeah. Very good. Well, thanks, Jules, and I think we came up with a couple of more to- topics, so we'll have yeah. you back. <laughs> and who knows, maybe we'll get some feedback. Hopefully, from the web- website, if there's other topics around health and wellness, you'll be our aficionado. Awesome. So, uh, I think yeah. it's all good. This is great. This is awesome. Thanks for having. Thanks for coming. Yes. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> all right. It's, it's time to wrap up. thank you for listening to garage conversation with char if you have found it enjoyable spread the word to learn more about me and shelby or this and future podcasts do visit garageconversationwithshar.com that is conversation without the s until next time Stay safe, well, and be blessed. Bye.